Hi there, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 126. And today I am chatting with my teenage daughter Sophie. Hello, Sophie. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Now, just in case we have some listeners who aren't familiar with our family, maybe some new listeners, perhaps you'd like to introduce yourself. Um, I'm the second youngest daughter, almost 17 in two weeks. Second youngest daughter, second youngest child. <laughs> that too. How many siblings do you have? I have four sisters and two living brothers. And you're number seven in the family? Yes. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm an unschooling teenager, obviously. I work in retail. I work in a little general store cross cafe. I'm overly obsessed with fitness and photography. So when you say you work, do you work every day of the week? Part-time. And what do you do in the other hours of your week? Um, go through all my hobbies. I do a lot of work on my hobbies because I'm far too obsessed with most of them. And I'm currently studying part-time as well. So you've got a busy life. It's over busy some days. <laughs> Would you li- like your life? Oh, yes. It's a lot of fun. So you like being an unschooling teenager? Yes. Definitely. Right, we've got quite a few things that we're going to talk about today. This is quite an informal chat, I think. It's just a relaxed conversation kind of podcast. That's right. We haven't got a particular topic we're talking about today. But because Sophie is on holiday, you are on holiday what, this week yes, and you, I last took week. time off for two weeks. Yeah, so while Sophie's home, we just thought we would sit down and have a chat and catch up. It's been a while since I've been here last. Yes, you did a good interview a few couple of months ago, uh, an interview with a radical unschooling teenager, I think. That was a good one. <laughs> you told us a lot of good stuff in that one. I really enjoyed chatting with you. But today we haven't got anything in particular, but we hope people will enjoy listening along to things that have occurred to us, things that we're doing, thoughts that we're having, all our news. Yes? Yes. Okay, well, I think we should start this podcast off first by thanking my two latest Patreon patrons, San and Hamilton. So it's really exciting when I get a new patron, isn't it? Oh, yeah, so the whole family's been keeping up with how many patrons mum's gotten so far. So what do I do when I get a new one? <laughs> mum's like, I've got another one! <laughs> I get very excited. It's exciting. a big announcement. <laughs> Yes, they're very, very special. It is very exciting when the I... The whole family's into how many there is. I haven't got a great deal. I mean, I am fortunate that I have 10 patrons at the moment. But it's a each good start. Each one has caused great excitement. Oh, yes, everyone does. And every little bit helps. It does. Now, if you weren't my daughter, would you become a patron? Oh, absolutely. If I wasn't your daughter and if I was an unschooling parent, obviously I'd want to. <laughs> Why would you become a patron of my blog and podcast? Because it helps support you and what you do and encourages you to keep going. And because there is a lot of wonderful benefits and side things which come to being a Patreon. Yes, we're creating some extra content for the patrons, aren't we? Yes, extra podcasts and videos. 
and photos and things. You've been helping me, haven't you? Yes. So what have we done this week? I managed to post a behind-the-scenes video about our drive out of our village. <laughs> Get to see a little bit of the scenery and see where we live exactly. And so you helped me with that, didn't you? Yes. You helped me actually attach my phone to the windscreen. It doesn't sound very hard to do, but <laughs> that little gadget is a lot harder to work than it should be. I was recording a vlog the other day with the iPhone stuck to the windscreen and I got about five minutes into it and then the holder just uh, <laughs> fell off the windscreen. <laughs> exactly. Fell to the floor. And when I looked at the video later on, of course, you know, it goes down and um, I'm upside down. <laughs> I gave up. But yes, you helped me with that. And then afterwards, you took a segment of that video for me and you edited it so it looked better, didn't you? Yes. Because I think where we live, the bush, it's really hard to photograph and take videos of. Why it's is all that? kind of grey and similar colours. There's no contrast. and It doesn't turn out nice in footage and photos. It's beautiful in real life, but it, in photos it just looks like a drab grey-green blob. <laughs> yes, there's not much contrast. The bush is really beautiful. It's one of my most fa – well, it is my most favourite place in the world – but I have been so frustrated when I've been taking photos of the bush because of the lack of contrast. I think it's one of those places that you have to visit and you experience. You have to see it in real life. It's a special place, but photos don't do it justice. But I think the video of our drive out of the village turned out okay, considering we were driving the old car, the manual one, and you know, <laughs> it's you quite shaky. It's very old, so it jutters every t so often. But so we have learned something from that. Next time we want to take video using the iPhone on the windscreen of the car. Take the nice automatic car. Yes, we take the better car. So it will be a smoother journey. But anyway, I did, I got the video and you edited it for me. And then I did a voiceover. Yes. Uh, describing what we saw along the way and I posted that for my patrons and I've got some other videos like that ready to go well not really ready to go I've I've got to put them <laughs> together but I've got the raw footage haven't yes I? and what else I've, oh, I've been posting some photos and just small posts as well I hope to do more for my patrons so that's a good reason for becoming yes. a patron isn't it especially if you want extra content that won't be shared anywhere else on the internet and I think um, one of the other good things about becoming a patron, for, well, for my sake, <laughs> is that it, it is encouraging and we're a day late doing this podcast, yes. don't we? It's been a bit of a harder week well, to get it done. It's been, a, we're on holiday and Dad's still at home. It's hard to get things done when your whole life is out of order because everyone's coming and going and planning different things. So it's been hard to make time to make a podcast. And I think any other time I would have just said, oh, well, let's forget this week. I'll do one next week. Yeah. And, but this morning I said, I really want to do this because of my patrons. You've got so many people now waiting for you to make this podcast. And it's kind of unfair when they're paying not to do it. Well, I want to show my thanks. Exactly. Know? So it puts the pressure on mum a little bit and makes sure she actually does it. Maybe that's a good thing that I'm having to make a commitment here. And commitments can be quite inconvenient when you're feeling lazy, but they do keep you on they track. They push you past that laziness. They do, and they make you do things that you know you should do and not just give in and say, oh, look, I'll go with the flow. Exactly. Well, I have something to share here before we move on from Patreon. 
This is a comment that San left me on Instagram. Well, well, it's part of a comment she left me. So I'm going to read this out, Sophie, if I can find the right, uh, the right section. Here we go. She says, since I cannot take you out for coffee, I have subbed as a patron to let you know that I'm cheering you on from the other side of the world. Much love and big hugs. So isn't it nice? Oh, it's really nice. So San is one of my friends from England. And I would love to go for coffee with Zan and chat about all kinds of things. It's not the just... only downside of having internet friends. That's right. I would like to talk to her not only about unschooling, but all sorts of things. And it would be nice every month to go out for coffee together. But every month when I see Zan's pledge, I can imagine the, the coffee we're, yeah. we're having. And I think that's really lovely of Zan to do that. Oh, do yes. You? It's very nice. And the other patron that I gained this week is Hamilton, uh, an unschooling parent. And Hamilton and I have some wonderful conversations in the comments uh, section of my blog and also in his as well. So I would like to give a big thank you to both Hamilton and San. Now Hamilton is uh, going to be on my podcast. You might remember that I told you he is recording a segment on free range kids. So we're looking forward to that. Well, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, I've got a couple of other contributions. I think they're going to start flowing into my inbox very shortly. Vanessa, I have one from her. And this morning, uh, Cricket, she left me a message to say that she has also recorded her segment. And I've got a few more promises of recordings. So watch out for those. Podcasts are about to get exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, stepping it up. (laughs) You can get someone more exciting than me. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't think that at all. So you're making this one very exciting. But yes, I think that um, with everybody else's contributions, the podcast will be more exciting because it won't just be me talking. Okay, should we move on to some... Anything else? <laughs> Let's start with this morning. Let's work backwards, shall we? What did we do this morning? Well, we were up early for our early morning photo shoot for Imogen. Early morning photo shoot. Uh, it's been a while since we got up early to go out and do either video, making a music video or doing photos, isn't it? Unfortunately so. Imogen's on a bit of a hiatus from music at the moment because she's focusing on publishing her very first novel. Yes, I rather miss getting up early and going out and shooting music videos. It's I'm- painful while you do it, in, especially in the middle of winter in minus degree weather. But it's so satisfying to be up there at that time of morning with the beautiful light and getting to do something creative and special. And the results are always stunning. You always love it once you're done. I think there is extra satisfaction, though, in having made the effort to do something. And suffering is- through the first few minutes, the cold and the wind and being in the dark and getting out of bed. But once you got through all that and you started to enjoy yourself, it was the best feeling ever. I think also working in adverse conditions binds everybody together. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. Well, it gets us close together because we wrap blankets <laughs> around each other and cuddle up for, to keep warm. We got very close while doing, what was that? How great thou art? That one was a miserable shoot to do. But we had to huddle together in bogs because it was minus degree weather and there was a gale wind which was threatening to push us off the side of the mountain we were on. 
but I don't think that was the worst one. That was the worst one for a long time until we did that one from Lord of the Rings in the Botanic Gardens. Oh, I can't remember. Owen's song? Owen's song. And that was the one that you and I suffered from hypothermia. (laughs) Oh, that was miserable. And we had to crawl back to the car. We were suffering for the rest of the morning. I don't miss that part of music videos. No, but I miss actually taking the photos, having my camera there and taking hundreds of photos, moving around while you're filming the video and getting behind-the-scenes shots. And I haven't taken as many photos since we stopped making music videos. But this morning, we went out, not early, well, it was about 7 o'clock. Yeah. And and it could be 5 o'clock when we go out for a music video. There was one video we got up at 4 to go out to film. So compared to that, it wasn't that early. No, we didn't uh, need the extra early light, did we? Because we thought we could make do with, if if it was sunny, having Imogen stand in the shade. And it's quite quite cool. No, it's not really that cool It wasn't cool that anymore. cold. I was expecting it to be colder. Yesterday morning it was a little bit chilly. It was four degrees. But this morning was actually quite nice. There was a warm wind. I didn't need a jacket at all this morning. I was walking around in three-quarter length sleeves. And I was like, oh, I'm actually quite toasty right now. We're beginning to think that we're not going to have a winter this year, are we? No, it's really late. Like, there's only one month of autumn left before winter. And it's still warm we're still having 20 degree 25 degree days and up until a couple of weeks ago we were having summer temperatures i don't remember a year like this no it's hard to imagine that it will get cold i know but we need some colder weather we need some rain it hasn't rained properly in over a year no we definitely need lots of rain what running down the bush tracks it's like running on the beach because of all the sand the sand's dried out and you slip and slide everywhere People who are living on tank water are starting to stress out that they're living week to week hoping for rain. Yes, no, we definitely need rain. But anyway, Sophie, back to <laughs> back to what we we're actually supposed to be talking about. That's right. That's the best conversations go down multiple side tracks. Well, that's what I think. <laughs> but why were you taking photos? Imogen is very close to releasing her very first novel, which is a young adult's book called The Crystal Tree, and she needs some photos for promotional bits for the book. She needs some headshots for, like, the book and that. She needs some photos for her website, which is promoting her writing and her book, and she needed all these photos. So we were doing a big photo shoot to give her a stock of photos for her book for promotional purposes and for her website and Instagram page. And I sort of muscled in on your photo shoot, didn't I? <laughs> Mum got nearly as many photos as I did. And you, I got a lot of photos of you taking photos of Imogen. <laughs> and occasionally I asked you to step out of my photo so I could get some myself. <laughs> yes, um, we sort of shared Imogen a bit, didn't we? <laughs> we do a little bit. She's very patient with us because we both get very into what we're doing and we have, you know, fun sort of light-hearted arguments about what we're doing and getting in each other's way. Imi just stands there and waits for us to sort ourselves out and both of us to take all the photos we want. She's very patient. Well, I watch Sophie. I see what sort of angles she's taking, um, how she's positioned Imogen, and then I think, hey, well, that's a good idea. I wouldn't have thought of taking the photo from this particular angle. So she waits until I'm done and then she steals my shot. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's right. That's why if you go onto Instagram to all our accounts, you will see similarly posed photos because Sophie takes them first and then I jump in and take some exactly the same. But they always turn out a little bit different because mum sets up her camera differently, has different composition choices, and we both have very different editing styles. Yes, yours turn out a lot better than mine. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No, I love learning from you. It's good. But anyway, something else happened this morning. While we were there, we, we were taking photos of Imogen, but we brought Gemma Rose along with us. And she's not really into photography. She wouldn't have come, except we promised her that while we were taking photos, she could do a run down the bike track that is in the botanical gardens where we were taking photos. So while we're taking photos, she ran ten and a half kilometers. Yes, it's a a path track, isn't it? It's pro- it's pro- it's concrete. It's supposed to be a bike track, I think, but it's mainly taken over by dog walkers and runners. It's a very very popular place for early morning running. And it's a totally different pathway to the one we normally run along because we run down the bush and it's very steep in places and underfoot. It's either uh, loose sand, loose rocks. Uh, it It's not very level, is it? No, it's a pretty difficult track to run because it's sandy. You're always having to watch your footing, jumping over rocks, and it's extremely hilly. There are some hills which are so steep you really feel your calves burning by the time you get to the top. So that's what we normally run on. So this morning it was a fairly, well, it was a, it very, was a very easy run. She got her 10.5k run done. In less than an hour. Yeah, she said it took her 58 minutes, which is a rocketing time. So she's doing very well. But I think she enjoyed the novelty of running somewhere else. Plus, she absolutely adores dogs. Uh, it's the kind of thing that you see a cute dog and you tell her about it and she's like, why didn't you take it home for me? So we had, so we took her down and she spent the whole run admiring all the dog walkers' dogs and contemplating stealing them. So maybe she could have run faster if she wasn't distracted by the dogs. <laughs> but she enjoyed her run while we took photos. Now, why is she running well she likes running every day anyway she's absolutely obsessed with running but there's a special event coming along in three days time tell us about that so there's an anzac memorial day run happening locally which they have two races a 10k and a 5k and both me and Gemma rosa entered into the race so what are you running 5k there's no way i can do a 10k especially after I haven't been doing a lot of training recently, running-wise. But that's because you've had trouble with your feet. Yes, I have a little bit of foot trouble at the moment. But Gemma Rose is going to do the 10K. Yes. Last time we did a race, which was November, I think, we both did the 5K, but we realized that she was so fast, she could have been one of the top people to go through for the 10K if she'd entered going off her regular 10K time. So this time she just couldn't resist going the longer distance. Yes, I think on her time she would have come second in the 10K in her age group, but that was uh, taking a time from a, a difficult track. So she would have done all right on the 10K, but she came fourth in the age group on the 5K. So I think that her she's got endurance. Oh, yes, she's, a, she's definitely a distance runner. But this time, I I was quite disappointed for her 
There is no teenage age group for her age. No, they don't let anyone under 13 race the 10K because obviously people under 13 couldn't run 10K. (laughs) (laughs) So she had to enter an age group 13 to 35, which I think she'll still do amazingly. If you've ever seen her run, she's like a bullet. She is so fast. I couldn't keep up with her if I tried. It doesn't really matter if she doesn't know. She says to me that she... I could, she could have gone in the 5k with the 13 to 15 year olds and she's chosen to do the 10k with the older people. And she says it doesn't really matter whether she wins or not. She just wants doing it. She just wants to do the challenge and to see what time she can do, do her personal best. She is, it would be nice to win or get a place, but I don't think that's really what she's bothered about. In a a competition like that, you never know what your competition is going to be like. And there's so many brilliant athletes out there you don't go into it hoping that you'll win anything I especially know I'm going to be lucky after all the trouble I've had to even run the 5k I'm not expecting a great time but I'm going out there to have a to enjoy myself and have a great time in that manner (laughs) at the last one Gemma Rose uh, came in quite a bit before you didn't she oh she was so much faster I think she's like four or five minutes faster than I am but it didn't make any difference because she was waiting for you to come in and then she was my cheering squad again and it was just uh, such a lovely feeling when you came in that we all got together and had a big hug and it didn't really matter what your times were oh no not at all I perfectly well know that she's the better runner out of the two of us. She's the one who goes out every morning to run either 5 or 10K. And I'm not that much of a runner, especially anymore, because I've had a lot of, I have foot problems now. But I like lifting, but I run for fun and I race for fun. And it's something I get to do with Gemma Rose. So it was uh, just a nice family feeling, wasn't it? Yes. It's something I do because I want to do something with my sister. And I think also we had Charlotte and Imogen and Dad and I were there. They were all cheering and they went up halfway through the race. They were waiting there to cheer us on and then they were back at the finish line to call us over when we came through. I think it was like a big team effort, even though... Oh, yes. Even though only two of us were running... It was a huge effort from everyone, and we had the support of the whole family, no matter that my time was so much slower than Jeb's. <laughs> but you did a good time anyway. I mean, you weren't right at the end. You were in the first half. So that was really good. But um, talking about exercise, that might lead us on to your guest video on my blog. Can we talk about that next? Okay. The other day, I had a new idea. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> What do you think when I say to you, I gather you all around, hey girls, I've had another idea. Oh no, she's been thinking again. How often does it happen? Six or seven times a day. (laughs) I mean, you can't put all your ideas into action. You can write them all down because one day you might have time to do them all. But isn't it a nice feeling to keep having ideas bubble up and then to think about them and such a delicious feeling. And then to ignore them completely. (laughs) No, well, you get a lot of pleasure just thinking about them and seeing where they might go, whether you can actually put them into action and then deciding whether to go forward or not with them. But that just at that stage, it is still... It's a very exciting prospect that there is something you could be doing. Just having that idea. But this one we have put into action, and I put it into action very fast, didn't I? Yes. And that was thanks to you. Within the first two days. Well, I said to you, hey, girls. It was me and you were like, 
Yes. <laughs> Would you like to be regular con- contributors to my blog? And you both said yes. <laughs> so what did you offer to do for me? Well, the first idea Mum had was that we would both write blog posts. But considering I don't have a lot of time to write at the moment, and I'm not certain I could keep that up regularly, I've offered to make videos for her YouTube channel, which she would then be putting on her blog every so often. Every so often, will you? We haven't set a definite period of time that I'll be doing it in yet. But we had did one last week, and you're going to do one this week? Yes. And then it's as regularly as you're able, yes. considering you're going to work. We'll work out a schedule once we see how it fits into my work life once I go back to work next week. Now, what I like about this idea, Sophie, is that I would like the idea of presenting unschooling from a teenager's point of view. Yes? Yeah, you get a lot from like unschooling parents saying how it should be done and what their children think, but you don't see a lot from the child's point of view and what the child actually says. So I could be saying things about you and saying, this is what Sophie says, or this is what Sophie feels. I could just be your made-up child. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm telling everybody things secondhand. Does it match up, do you think, to what you actually do feel and do think and do do? Yes, and I think that we know this for definite, And you're not half afraid about that because you've asked me to come on and say my highly opinionated opinions to the whole world. So you think that if I wasn't representing you in an honest and truthful way, I wouldn't have invited you to um, make videos because it would expose the errors in what I'm writing about. Exactly. You'd be too scared that I'd contradict you. (laughs) No, I'm pretty confident that... um, I am reporting things right because I talk about things with you, don't I? And I often ask you about things while I'm writing. I say to you, what do you think about this? Oh, I have this question. How would you answer this question? And me and me go, well, we're not unschooling mothers, (laughs) mum. But from a child's point of view, which is basically what we're going to be going, from a child's point of view, and then we'll be saying our opinions on common things and opinions we have and questions that other people have for us. So this is for your guest videos and And Imogen's doing guest blog posts. Yes. So you're going to answer questions or talk about topics from your points of view. Yes. Yes. And you made the first one last week. You went down the bush. Tell us about that. Well, I was a little bit late to record the video because... It had been a busy week and I'd been out all day, so I was in a rush to get the video done. And I don't feel comfortable filming around other people. It's just a weird thing that I have. I'm perfectly happy to say everything I have to say in front of someone right up until the camera comes in my face. So I took my camera down the road to our local park, planning on filming a video. And as soon as I got down to the park, this massive wind picks up. And I'm sitting there for several minutes trying to work out how I'm possibly going to be filming in this wind. I'm getting this feeling of, oh no, I've promised mum a video. What am I going to do? But then I realised if I went further down our bush tracks into the bush, it was a little bit quieter in there because the trees sort of, it sort of gets rid of a lot of the wind. Sheltered. Sheltered, that's the word. So I went down the bush a little bit, set my camera up on a rock. 
sat on a slope covered in leaves and I started recording a video. Yes, you set it up really well. I thought you had a tripod. It was so, uh, you were shot in the frame very nicely. So in reality, it was just a rock on a hill. <laughs> and you avoided the black snake. Yes. I got a warning from a dog walker who was down there and his dogs had nearly caught a sleeping black snake, which was right up in the center of the park up on our playing field. So which it's a little bit shocking, especially at this time of year. Yes, there are a few um, things that you'd like to avoid down in the bush. Even though we don't see them every day, they are there. You've got to take care, don't you? Yes. So you set yourself up, and what did you talk about? The title of the video is How I Got My Mum to Do a 100 Squat Challenge, which is basically the story of how my mum took on the, my passion of a certain kind of exercise I was doing and did a workout program with me. So you're basically talking about parents sharing passions with their children. Yes. Not, not their passions, parents sharing, sharing the child child's passion. passions. Yes. Rather than sharing their own. Yes. And sometimes it's really lovely sharing passions that we both enjoy, isn't it? Like photography. Yes. Like we've been out on a few outings this holiday just so that we can take photos. We went this morning. And also we went down to the river together and we went to an open garden like yes. a few days ago. And the point of those outings was to take photos yes. and to enjoy spending time together doing something that we both really love. But it's totally different sharing a child's passion that doesn't really interest you. Yes. Yes, that's what you're talking about? Yes. Mum didn't like that style of training, which I love. Can we explain a little bit about it? I spoke about it in a Pre previous podcast quite a long time ago. I think we might have spoken about it together in one podcast. Yes, if we go back quite a long way. About I, two or so years. I was reporting, I think, weekly how I was getting on <laughs> doing uh, an eight-week program, a fitness blender exercise program with Sophie. It was like HIIT cardio, strength training, and Pilates-based workouts. And I'll put the podcast episode number in the show notes in case you'd like to go back and, uh, yes, hear exactly how I was getting on at that particular time, which wasn't all, all good because I found it difficult. Mum's a runner and she's definitely a runner. And that style of training isn't something that she would normally, out of her free will, do. It's not something that attracts her. And it was a lot of hard work. I can remember sitting at my mic saying I had sore legs and uh, <laughs> sore abs and, you know, I was in agony. But I persisted, didn't I? Yes. Mum did a whole eight-week program, which is incredible, especially considering she didn't exactly like what she was doing. But by the end of it, when I was getting stronger, I did start to enjoy myself and... Uh, I did enjoy doing something with you, but but tell everybody how you feel, how you felt, or how you do feel when I share something with you, or anybody shares a passion with you that is your passion but not theirs. Extremely loved and extremely proud of them. <laughs> so why do you feel loved? Because they're putting themselves out to experience what I love and to share my passion. And what about, um, we were talking earlier about when you share a passion with somebody, whether they 
really want to do it or not, but, you know, they might actually have a great interest in learning from you or they might just be doing it because they want to take share, an interest. Take an interest. That's a good way of putting it. So they're open and willing to learn, but uh, maybe they're also a little bit apprehensive about <laughs> it. But whatever, there is some benefit to you, isn't there? Apart from feeling love that someone wants to share what's important to you, what's the other? How did you feel? Extremely excited. It ignites my passion for what I'm doing. It makes me even more excited to share and, you know, be taking, introducing them into the world of what I do. Yes. So, well, you're sort of teaching, aren't you? Yes. I'm the person teaching them the first basics of that love, such as when I was teaching my sister Imogen to use my camera. It was like I was teaching her the baby steps of photography and I was the one to show her. So later on, when somebody actually gets involved in the passion and starts to enjoy it, you feel a sense of responsibility. You're the one. I'm the one who taught them. I've got some credit here. Yes, that's what it's like when you sit somebody on the pathway of running, maybe, and they really love it. And you're like, I told you to do that. I introduced you. I was your first uh, encourager. I was the first person that, that ran with you. Yes? Yes. It's very exciting when somebody does begin to enjoy your passion, isn't it? Oh, yes. But also you were talking about how when someone shares your passion, they start to understand you, understand what's important to you. Yeah, you can learn a lot from a person about what they love and what it is that they do and spend all their time doing. So that video is on my YouTube channel, Sue Elvis. It's also on my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. If you would like to go and watch Sophie and hear her talking about sharing passions, parents sharing children's passions. She has a challenge for you. You've had some good feedback on it, haven't you? Yes, people have been very nice, especially considering I'm not my mum and I'm not what they signed up for. (laughs) But Sophie is very good on camera. She doesn't um and I... You look really confident and really <laughs> sure of yourself. I you... fake it till I make it. <laughs> no, I think that you're pretty good. So it's an easy video to watch because she doesn't stumble. She gets to the point. She tells her stories. And I think it's a good video to watch. Now, I happen to know that you have improved your video making, your on-screen presentation, because you've been getting a lot of practice of vlogging, haven't you? Yes, I have my very own YouTube channel, which... This year I've been doing weekly vlogs on. So you uh, each, well, depends on which day of the week because you got a bit behind, didn't you? Yes, Easter took a bit of a toll and since Easter I've been about a week behind. But roughly weekly I bring out a vlog of what I'm doing and what I'm up to and share some of my interests with people and, yeah, talk about different things. Thoughts that are going through your head, things you're doing. Yeah, it's a little view into what my unschooling life is like. So if anybody is interested in getting a glimpse of one unschooling teenager's life, life, basically what an unschooling week is like for me, feel free to visit my channel. I'm sure you'd be very thrilled <laughs> if you got a few more followers and people watched your videos. I always enjoy watching them, but then again, I'm your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Mom is my greatest fan. You know there's a problem if she wasn't the first person to watch my video. 
Well, I think that parents should be their children's number one fan. Yes. <laughs> If I'm behind on bringing out a video, she comes up to me. She's like, "Where's that video for this week? I was waiting for it. Where is it?" So, um, you told me two things that you are learning, or two things that benefits that you have because you've been vlogging regularly. Can you remember what they work? Um, <laughs> I can't remember, but I just remember the number two. I remember you saying there's two things that uh I have got out of vlogging recently. I, one of them, I think, is documentation of your life. The other one was having a creative project that I'm always working on, and while I'm busy and I don't have time generally to go out, and some weeks I don't get to involve myself in my passions as much as I'd like to, I at least. Have to do something small for my passions while making those videos, and I've always got something creative on the go. Yes, so it's good. It keeps you in touch with your passions. Yes, even though you're busy working and studying and you know traveling, all the <laughs> other things that you have to do in your week. Okay, so what are you going to be making a video for me about this week? Because tomorrow, being Friday here in Australia, we're going to post. A second video from you. You haven't made it yet, but you assure me that you're heading off to make this video for me so that I can publish it tomorrow. Yes? yes, and hopefully I'll film it a little bit earlier than I did last week. It wasn't too bad. We got it done on the right day, and you did it very quickly. I, I was quite amazed. But what are you going to be talking about this week? Encouraging healthy eating habits on a child. On a child. On anyone, basically. <laughs> um, now, is this the word "on"? You know, <laughs> is that the right word? I often get the wrong words. You know, I I say things, and then later on, I listen to what I've recorded, and I think that doesn't sound right. That's what I like about recording videos and things over writing, though, is it doesn't have to be perfect, and it's sort of natural, and everyone stumbles, and it's very realistic. I think it's. I begin to worry, though. I think is my everyday speech full of grammatical errors? But everyone's is, and you would seem very unnatural if you spoke perfect English without any errors or slang or anything in it. I suppose so, but it just sometimes I think that's not the right word. I should have chosen a different <laughs> one. If I'm being honest, though, everyone prefers a voice which is slightly different and slightly quirky. You know, has all the little things wrong in it. It's those little wrong words and the little quirks that people say, which makes you who you are and so enjoyable to listen to. Well, maybe people can listen and think, "Well, she's making mistakes." At least I'm not the only one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh well, what was I saying? Oh, you were encouraging healthy eating for children, yeah? Yeah. Because you can't just say to kids, "Oh, I think that you shouldn't be eating that junk food, and I think you should eat this and that." That because there's that no more chocolate in the house anymore. Because oh no, that would be a terrible one. <laughs> because parents do do that, don't they? They make decisions that they're no longer going to have a particular type of food, and they make rules for their kids. It's often the parents' decision. On the diet of the family, if a parent says something, the child's not allowed to have it. No say from the child. So that's what you're going to be talking about, yes, tomorrow. And it's going to involve the quite funny story of how we quit sugar. 
So, yes, that should be quite interesting. I'm looking forward to that. So you'll record that today or tomorrow, and it will be up on my blog. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Good. Thank you for that. Now, we said that Imogen's also contributing to my blog at the moment. Yes. And she wrote her first blog post, which I published two days ago, I think. (laughs) It's been a long week. Well, I was supposed to put this podcast up on my blog yesterday yesterday. (laughs) and she had her blog post the day before so it's not going according to plan here i've become a bit more professional now that (laughs) i have some patrons professional (laughs) (laughs) anyway a bit of fun maybe and imogen's blog post is called confident to be me and she is talking about how important it is for for parents to accept and love their kids just the way they are and encourage them to be themselves. That's right. And it gives them the confidence to go out into the world and to be themselves, doesn't it? Yes. If you can be confident in your own home, then it encourages you and it gives, it teaches you to be yourself when you go out into the world, not cave out into the stereotypical people and just you know, follow, follow, follow the crowd and that. Yes, yeah, so you, you're you're comfortable in your own skin. You might be different. You might not be whatever people want you, you to be, be. But you're happy being yourself. Yes. yes. And it's important to do that, isn't and it? And it all starts at home with your own family. That's right. Because it's important that we all be ourselves because we're, we're all individuals. unique individuals and we all have something special to offer the world. And I was thinking after she published that blog post about families and how important a family is, it's a place where a child knows that they will always be accepted and always be loved. It's a place you can always go back to, even if the world doesn't accept you and wants you to change. It's a place you can go back to and feel loved and feel accepted for just who you are. That's right. A safe refuge from the world. Exactly. So that's Imogen's blog post, and that's on my blog, if anybody would like to read that. And she said that she would write regular posts for me. So I hope that you are going to enjoy these contributions from from my children. And if you do like the blog blog posts and the videos, I was going to say blog posts, (laughs) the blog posts and videos, please stop by and let us know, because it would be good to get some feedback, wouldn't it? Definitely. Be encouraging so that you feel that this is what people would like to watch or what people would like to read and that you will put the effort into making more content like yes. this. And also, if you have any questions, any topics that you would like Sophie to speak about or Imogen to write about, we would love to have some suggestions, wouldn't oh, we? Oh, definitely. It makes it much easier when you have a list of things that you know people would like to hear about so that it gives you some ideas to go out there and create some new content yes. doesn't it so have i got anything else we want to talk about so if you have got down i've got a list here I made a quick list and i'm scrolling through it to see what else we could yeah, i think there's just one more right at the bottom what oh no no did um i forgot to talk about this with patron <laughs> oh, we're forgetting things again. patreon yes when we were talking about patreon and we were talking about uh what supporting us supporting us and what uh patrons help us do Yes. And we forgot to mention the most important thing of where your money goes. So, so far, I'm trying to reach the goal of getting enough money for my podcast. I am the hosting for my podcast. Yes. yes. And the, the basic needs of 
spendings for having a podcast because it's not really a cheap thing to do. No, I want to be able to pay for another year's hosting and that's what I'm working towards at the moment. That's the current goal. But I've got a goal after that and that is to get some new equipment for uh, doing some podcast interviews uh, with Sophie and with Imogen and whoever else in the family that I can persuade to come and talk to me. Because today, Sophie and I are sitting in front of one mic. Which isn't actually even Mom's. We were laughing about this earlier. Mom's stolen Imogen's music recording mics. <laughs> and yes. it's a very nice mic. Yes, my mic sort of died. I had a good mic. And then I realized it wasn't functioning as well as it used to. I was getting a lot of background noise. Which is a sad thing about equipment, is when you use it so regularly, it kind of dies a bit. <laughs> so I really do need a new mic. I'm only borrowing Imogen's, and it's a very, very good mic. It's a professional-grade music mic, which is a little bit slightly excessive for what we're doing. No, but I uh, it makes me feel confident that what we're recording will be heard properly and I really enjoy using it. And It's very nice quality. It's worth it. But the fact we're borrowing someone else's mic and we need more mics for recording, especially because mum wants to do more interviews with people and have a multiple mic set up, we're going to need more mics in the future. But they're not cheap. So this is what um, we want to do, isn't it? We Instead of sitting here in front of one mic, however, Which gives ha it however good it is, we want to set up with a mic each and maybe even three mics so Imogen can join us and then they all have to feed into some kind of audio recorder which then I can use to uh, upload into the computer. I'm, I'm not exactly sure which equipment we need at the moment, but I've seen photos of other people's setups and that's what we'd like, isn't it? Yes. So that we can all sit in front of our own mic. And also, I think if we have one of those audio uh, recorder things, that's I don't even know the technical names, but if we plug our mics into this audio box thing, I think it's portable. I think that we can take it from place to place and we could do some recording using the internal mic of that uh, audio recorder and record on location around the place. Well, that would be a nice change. <laughs> So we have some of our best conversations while we're out places. Yes, that's what we're thinking. So that's another goal that we're hoping to achieve uh, if we are able to, if we have patrons who will support us by making some pledges. So that's what we'd like to encourage everyone to do, <laughs> isn't it, Sophie, to go over to Patreon. I will leave a link in the show notes and just have a look and see what Patreon is all about and if you do feel able to support us, please know that your pledges are very greatly appreciated. And they're going to a good cause. Going to a good cause. I'm, <laughs> I'm a good cause, eh? Hey? <laughs> well, if, you know, I'm, it depends, I suppose, on whether people feel that what I'm doing is helpful. Yeah. Yep. And I reckon it's, it's definitely, if you enjoy listening to this podcast and reading my mum's blog, it's definitely worth at least pledging it can be as little as $1 a month towards it, which over a year is less, is only a couple of cups of coffee, basically. Well, that's a good ad. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. Should get you on here more often. <laughs> I feel sort of um, shy about promoting myself, but you're doing a wonderful job. It's there. only $1 a month, and most people will throw away more than that and just lose change in a month. So it's 
not that big of putting yourself out to support someone who desperately needs it. And it would make a difference, wouldn't it? It would. It would and make I'm, a huge difference to mom. Because if a, quite a few people made just a $1 pledge, that all adds up pretty quickly. It does. So we were talking earlier about you making a pledge to support my podcast. <laughs> and you, what was that funny thing you said about how you don't need to because... It, I'm just looking at my life over again. <laughs> I'm reliving my own life if I pledge. Yeah, so re-examining your own life. Doesn't seem <laughs> worth it to you to go and have another look at your own life, hey? I have my life deeply seen, looked at. <laughs> so you're living the life. You don't need to actually go and look at it. And I don't it need to... to read deep into my every thought process. <laughs> but you would if I was someone different, hey? Yes, if I wasn't your daughter, then I definitely would. Especially if I was an unschooling parent and, you know, not a teenager. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I like to be, um, yeah, I like your... Uh, Support and encouragement. That's lovely. You think I'm doing an okay job. So what else have we got to tell people? Sophie, where can people find us? They can find us on Instagram. On your blog. On my blog. Yeah, let's go back to Instagram first. Whereabouts are you on Instagram? I'm currently posting over at Sophie Elvis. I have two accounts, but only one's really active at the moment. Because you've forgotten your password to the other one, hey? <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to reset it and sign in. I lost that account when my phone died, and I never could be bothered to reset it. And Imogen's also got two accounts. Her Imogen Elvis one is where she was posting things to do with her music. But, because... but it's on hiatus because she's not doing music, so there's not much point posting about what she's not doing. <laughs> so she's posting on one called Write, Rewrite, Read, because that's her... Instagram account for her writing, isn't it? Yes. And her book. So if you'd like to keep up with all her latest news about her book and when it will be published and where you can buy it very shortly. Look out, it's coming in the next few months and it's going to be good. But between our three accounts, because mine's stories of an unschooling family, there's lots of photos there. and You news. really get to know our crazy family. <laughs> so you think we're a bit crazy? Oh, Absolutely. We're absolutely nutters. <laughs> anyway, um, I think I better sort of round up this podcast before you give away <laughs> any more secrets. Oh, I'm not giving away that much. I thought they could have already seen that. Yes, just by looking at the photos, they can you can tell what sort of people we are. All right, then, just uh, any other places. You're on YouTube at Sophie Elvis. I'm on YouTube at Sue Elvis. Imogen's on YouTube at Imogen Elvis. And look out because she might have a writing YouTube channel coming soon. Yes, she was also talking about doing a podcast as well, which might be very interesting. So she has a lot of new content coming in the future. Was there anything else we want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. Unless it was your workouts. Well, well, don't tell me about those. (laughs) No, after Sophie did her video last week about sharing her passion of doing fitness blender uh, workouts. Afterwards, I said to her, oh, I'm feeling a bit guilty about this because I haven't done a fitness blender workout or any sort of workout other than running for many, many months. And Over I, a year. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> and even though running keeps me fit and I do feel fit and healthy, I do know that there's certain areas of my body that could do with a bit of strength training because I have been feeling a bit weak, like in the arms and that. And I was thinking that maybe I should make the effort to do some strength training. And I don't want to, but I know that it will be good for me. And so the other day, in a weak moment, I said to Sophie, 
how about you put together a workout program for me for some strength training? Now, please don't do it at your weights because Sophie lifts a lot. Start me off with the baby weights and I'll work my way up. And please don't make it too long because I'll get too bored. And I don't want to do it too many weeks because days a week because I want to run as well. And with all those limits, Sophie went away and she got me a program and she's put it in my Fitness Blender account, haven't you? Yes. And the only trouble was this morning, um, what did you say this morning? <laughs> You've already missed a workout. <laughs> Apparently I was supposed to have done one yesterday and I didn't even sign into my account. <laughs> Mum hasn't even checked what I put on there for her. But it my... could be a horrible surprise when she signs in. But as I said to Sophie this morning, I didn't intend to start until next week when holidays are over because things are up in the air a minute. We've got a, a normal rhythm of our days has been disrupted, hasn't it? Yes. Especially with me and Dad at home, sort of the routine goes out the window. I've been getting up every morning before 6 o'clock and still running with Gemma Rose every morning. But once we get back from our runs, the days have sort of... it's. You don't know what's coming because sometimes you're off doing something with the whole family. Sometimes you're just having a restful day at home. Sometimes there are jobs that need doing. Yes, and I think I find it very hard to commit to uh, a strength training work uh, program at the moment because I don't know where we are in each day and you've got to have some private space as well. Yes, and I can't you sort of can't tra- exercise in the middle of the family house. Well, I was thinking about I like to exercise first thing in the morning, but I can hardly turf dad out of bed and say, <laughs> get up, I want the bedroom, I want to do my workout. <laughs> dad would be like, hang on a second, my sleep. But when he's gone to work, it doesn't really matter, does it? I can do it first thing. So anyway, that's for next week. I'm going to get strong. So do we recommend Fitness Blender? Yes. It was the best start to lifting I could possibly have had. So if you're feeling a little bit weak like me, your muscles aren't quite as strong as they used to be, or you feel like getting into some cardio, some hit, then definitely head over to Fitness Blender. Their workouts are a lot of fun. Lots of different uh, levels. You can start right at the bottom. Some of them you can do low impact. Low impact, high impact, strength training, Pilates. Um, there's a bit of everything in there, which is where they get the name Fitness Blender. And it's all free. Unless you want a workout program, which is actually really cheap, their programs, and definitely worth the money. But you can put together your own program free if they've all their videos are available. And what I like about it is it's no nonsense. It's uh, like I was watching another channel with some trendily dressed uh, person who I thought, oh, look, she makes me feel so bad because I'll never look like that. <laughs> I'll never have the ripped muscles or the abs. <laughs> and I felt so, so totally detached from that person. I mean, these are young people and they dress nicely and they're in perfect shape. But, but there's something down to earth about yeah, them. Yeah, they're really down to earth, honest, nice people who are encouraging and they have a very honest, realistic approach to fitness. So that's the end of our podcast, I think. I think we better stop there because I <laughs> can't see how long we've been talking. It's been a while. Yeah, rambling on and on and on. All right, some exciting news. I said earlier in the podcast, we got a couple of contributions for this podcast. And I've got two actually, um, one actually on my computer, one that's coming later today, one that has been promised and it should be arriving any time, and then two more... Possibilities. Possibilities. Probabilities. Probabilities. <laughs> and so next week we should have one of my new uh, 
what, what would you call Contributors. it? Contributors. Yeah, but what's the new style podcast? Yes. So one of my new extra... format. Well, it won't be a new format forever, just when I've got contributions. But yeah. one of my extra special podcasts, put it that way. <laughs> Let's say that. Okay, so I'll put that together for next week and hopefully it won't be late. <laughs> okay, well, I'd like to thank you for joining me here today to talk with me, Sophie. Well, thank you for having me. Hopefully I didn't ramble too badly. I hope everybody enjoyed our conversation. And, well, until next time, we will thank everybody for listening, won't we? <laughs> and then until next time, we encourage everybody to trust, respect, respect and love, love unconditionally. unconditionally. And please be a patron. <laughs>